Now let us read from Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. Now we shall read from verses 9, verses 9 to 13, all right? 9 to 13, reading. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we come giving you thanks for every opportunity to study your word, to understand it better, and Lord, that it may influence how we think. And Lord, we do ask that you would um, cleanse us and wash us of all our sins. And Lord, give us understanding of your holy word that we may be able to defend it. And more importantly, Lord, to live by it. And Father, may you exalt yourself. We ask and pray that you grant the young ones understanding, remove every, every distraction from our midst. Lord, strengthen your church through the study of your word. We ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this lesson, um, this teens Q&A is going to be about a question that one of the um, young person submitted. And the question is this. Why is the Lord's Prayer that we recite in church different than the ones recorded in the Bible? Example, Matthew 6, 9 to 13, which we've read, and Luke 11, 2 to 4. All right, so the person asks, this question. Now, this question comes out almost like a few times a year um, to me, um, and I thought this time let's cover it thoroughly um, instead of just answering you all um, on the side and all that. Let's answer this um, thoroughly, and it is important for us to, to know it well, all right? And each time we say it, we understand what, what goes on behind it. Okay, so, so literally, in a sense, there are two parts to this question, right? Not as simple as it looks. Number one, what we recite every Sunday, the Lord's Prayer. Now, it's certainly different from, at least in some of the words, from what we read in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Well, let me see. Let me show you this. Now, so this is, I hope you can read, um, the prayer in Matthew 6 and the prayer in Luke 11. Now, you notice that in Luke 11, are very similar, but you will see in Matthew 6, for example, forgive us our debts as we forgive, forgive our debtors. In Luke 11, is and forgive us our sins, for we, have also, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And you notice another big glaring difference is, well, what is commonly called the doxology, right? Which is, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is in Matthew. But you don't see that in the Luke account. All right? Of course, the one on the extreme right is what we say every Lord's Day, for example, all right? or at certain, certain, certain meetings. So the child asks, why is the extreme right column different from both Matthew and Luke? First part. Now, then there is also intrinsically in there the question to be answered as well. Why is Matthew 6 and Luke 11 different? Okay? So why is it different? Because some of us think, well, I think we are saying um, Matthew 6, and then some 
Now, you have to know that um, certain groups, they, they believe in saying Luke 11, all right? So they don't say the last part. Now, why, why these differences? Well, by and large, we will say, most will say Matthew 6. So maybe we answer the first question first. Now, the question is, why is Matthew 6 and Luke 11 different? Different, why? So next, next time your child asks you, fathers, you better be able to answer, and child, next time I ask you, right, I hope you will, you will know. Now, maybe I ask you all, what, why do you think it's different? I can anticipate certain questions already. Why is it different? Um, can you tell? Okay, so that's a very common um, understanding because we know in the gospel, different gospel writers were used by God to emphasize different aspects. All right? So I say there could be one of it. Matthew emphasizes what? Ah, ask the next person. The gospel of Matthew emphasizes Cornelius. Not emphasizes Cornelius, but emphasizes what aspect? Don't remember. Who remembers? Just shout the answer. Say again. Again? Say again? Okay, very good. Just say it out. Right, kingship. All right? So Matthew emphasizes kingship. Now, what about Luke? What about Luke? Shout, shout. He's, say again? Perfect man. His humanity, is it? His humanity. John? Deity. Mark? Servanthood. I hope you got it right. <laughs> now, now, when you think about that, that's correct, by the way. When you think about this, so is it that? So, different writers, God used them to emphasize different things. So, you do see in records of the Bible, in the gospel, certain writers included something, certain writers did, did not include certain things. Now, do you think that is the reason? Anyone have other reasons? Why do you think it's different? Noah, printing error? What do you think? What have you heard of before? Okay, so it could be one account, what one person heard is different from the other gospel writers, so they record it differently. Yes, that is in fact one of the reasons why sometimes it's different. Certain people, God moved their heart to listen specifically more in detail to certain ones, and then they recorded that in more detail than others, and some others, either, either they did not intend to or they did not, they did not observe that. All right? So God used all this to give us a very full account all right, of, of the events. Okay, last one. Why else? Why else? Ichung. Okay, so, well, looking at the, at the Bible, you see, the thing is always look at the Bible, all right? Just read it. Right, just look at the Bible. Well, when you look at it, it seems like they were taught at different times. Taught at different times. Now the question is, which is the correct answer? Because it is, in fact, in the gospel sometimes, God does use certain gospel writers to emphasize certain things, focus on certain things that include that. Sometimes they don't. All right? Other parts, they don't. Now, what is the real answer? Because when you look at it, why is it different? Most of us think it's because different gospel writers are different. 
They record it differently. Now, actually, when you look at this, now, the Matthew, Matthew 6 model prayer, it is part of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. That's what we've been studying in great detail. We are studying the Beatitudes at prayer meeting now, right? Matthew chapter 5. Now, verse 1, And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and then he opened his mouth and taught them saying. So now he started blessed the, the beatitude, for example. So this is called the Sermon on the Mount. And you notice that where does the Sermon of the Mount end? Can you find? All right, let's see. Matthew, where does the Sermon of the Mount end? Matthew 7? It's Matthew 7, 13. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7. 29. I was so fast. Well done. Now, Matthew 7, 29, or 28 to 29, let's read together. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as one as the scribes. So you see, this is where he ended. And when Jesus had ended these sayings. So from chapter 5, verse 1, it started. Chapter 7, verse 28, it ended. Okay? Or you could say it ended at 27 if you want to. So that is where it is. Now, where is the model prayer of, of, of Matthew 6? Now, it's found in between. Look at chapter 6. Look at chapter 6. Right? It started in between, right? It's found in chapter 6. So, now look up here. So, Math, so the Sermon of the Mount is this long. Matthew chapter 6 prayer is part of it. Part of the teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Right, so now, I wrote it here actually, mentioned as part of the instructions of the Sermon on the Mount, beginning and ends here. Now, what about Luke? What about Luke? Now, turn to Luke. Turn to Luke. Well, actually, I'm showing you the answer. That's why you know. Hang on. Okay, Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. Now, when you have questions, actually, just read the Bible yourself and sometimes you'll find the answers, right? Now, sometimes, usually, you're able to. Now, Matthew chapter, eh, sorry, Luke. Now, Luke, where does it begin? Where does it begin? Okay, let's ask the young ones. All right, now your turn. Um, Gracia, give you a hint, Matthew chapter 5, uh, Luke chapter 5. No, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Gracia, where is it? Luke chapter 6. Try another one. Caleb. Chapter 6, verse 20. Very good, right? If you trace it, you'll find it. Luke chapter 6, verse 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his... Let's read together, Luke 6, 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said... Blessed be the poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Right? So it starts here. Now, where does it end? Where does it end? All right, let's get the young ones to participate. Huh? This is, this is teen Q&A. Yifei. Where does it end? Luke chapter? Where does this message end? 
Yeah, where does this message end? Phoebe. Sorry? Okay, Daddy, you got to speak up for him. Chapter 6, verse 49. Um, let's try another one. Phoebe. Say again. 7, verse 1. Okay, okay, last try. Uh, Carissa, are you here? No. Oh, uh, all right. Anna Tiong. Yes. 7 verse 1. Let me now look up, look up here. Look at 7 verse 1. And now when he ended all his sayings, so it's very clear, right? Ended all his sayings. So now let me ask you this. When you look in between there, is there any mention about the Lord's Prayer? No. This gospel writer did not include it. Now, where was the record of the Luke account we saw just now? It was Luke chapter 11. Now, now you turn your Bibles. Now, chapter 7, verse 1. You look at chapter 7, verse 1 of your Bible, young ones. Look at chapter 7, verse 1 of your Bibles. And then from there to Luke chapter 11, the record of the prayer, to Luke chapter 11, there were many things that happened in between, correct? Many things that happened in between. The prayer that was recorded by Luke in chapter 11 was not in the same event. He did not write this down based on the Lord's Prayer sermon. It was actually a separate event. Now, let us look at verse 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Let's read together chapter 11 of Luke, verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he had ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. You see, this was a completely different event. Completely different event. Alright, so that is why they are different. That is why they are different. Here, um, the record is of the time when many things have happened after Christ taught the Sermon on the Mount and then the disciple came to him when he was praying to ask him to teach them to pray. So that's the first thing. You have to know that it was a different event, okay? So that is important for us um, to learn. Now, so there are different events, hence prayer recorded was different. Now, and in the church, which version do we use? We use the version that is closest to the Matthew version, correct? Closest to the Matthew version. Now then, the next question is this. Um, how did it get into the English and um, we saying it in church and all that? How did it happen? Okay, so let's learn the history. So, how do we get the English form um, of the, how do we get the form of the Lord's Prayer in English that we use? So, how did it start? Now, first and foremost, we must realize that this, this um, Matthew version, all right, they were in the first, or rather, this version of the Lord's Prayer, they were, they were in the first or second century didache, Right, didache is basically the ancient catechism. Right? Didache, teach, um, learn, that's, that's the Greek word. So it was in the ancient catechism. So like our BBK books, right, young ones? So we have our BBK books, right? So in the first century, the first century church, they also had their so-called BBK books, right? teaching the basics of the faith. 
Now then, in, so they always had that. Now in, 19, uh, in 1534, uh, you know Anglicanism started. Anglicanism. Okay, so maybe I just, yeah. So in 1934, um, King Henry, all right? One of the King Henrys. Now he wanted to marry. He wanted to divorce his wife and marry another woman. All right, so the Pope says no. The Pope said no. And the rest is common, common knowledge. So he decided, well, in order for me to not be under the Pope, he decided to break away and start the Anglican Church. And said, now, in the Anglican system, I am the number one person. So I decide what can be done or what cannot be done. So now he can um, divorce his wife, existing wife, and marry someone else. So he started that um, Anglican system, Anglican Church. The reality is, is, is basically all the, all the Roman Catholic system still in it, except that the top person is not the Pope is the king. It's basically just that, all right? It's basically um, just that. Now, um, so when he formally broke away from, from the Roman Catholic Church in 1534, now he, he, he put in certain acts, certain laws, that the full power in the Church of England, please remember, Anglican Church, Church of England, all right? So he's, he's, he's the king of England, Church of England. Now, he decided then, I will also reform things, I will change things. He did want to change some things. Now, and then also at that time, um, maybe I ask, now, when did the Reformation begin in Europe? This England, eh? so in the other side, Europe. When did Reformation begin? Ah, every year we say it. Please remember. Uh, um, let me try. Jennifer. Everyone in mass, I can't see. Jennifer. Say again. Can't remember. Anyone? Shout out. 1517. All right, 1517. Remember, 1517. Now, this was, means the Reformation on the other side of, of so-called the other side of the world has already been going on. 1517, major Reformation, all right? Break away from the Roman Catholic Church, um, bringing back the Bible, the teaching, the Word of God. Now, especially um, beginning to have things in English, correct? In English. Now, at this time, in a sense, in a sense, England, okay, listen carefully, yeah? So the, the, the full Reformation happening there, England, because he decided to come out of the Roman Catholic Church in England, now he, in a sense, started the English Reformation in a sense, all right? Unintentionally. His intention was purely personal and political. That's all. But because he broke away, now he also began to put in place um, certain spiritual leaderships. Spiritual leaderships. So some names are like Thomas Cromwell and Thomas Cranmer. All right? Thomas Cromwell and Thomas Cranmer. Put some of these people in. Now these people, these so-called spiritual leaders that Henry put in place, now they were all, they were more towards the leaning towards the Protestant beliefs, okay? So they began to include some things um, and well, some of the changes resulted in like reformation happening in England. Now then, they also start to put in certain things like um, um, the prayer books in English, prayer booklets in English, all right? So now remember the Roman Catholics, they said everything in Latin, everything in Latin, all right? 
So now this is where we begin to have this prayer said in church, not in Latin anymore, but in English. All right? So other kings, future kings, began to use the prayer book set up by these more Protestant-leaning um, um, people um, in English. In English. So these were some periods where, where the common book of prayer were revised and established. So the version that we use today, just in case you wonder, is the 1662 version. All right? So what we say on Sunday was the English 1662 version. Now, actually, in between, some of you, you know the history. Um, well, I'll come to that history later on. All right, so how did we get? Well, why are the two accounts different? Different events. Why? How we get the English? Because of this king who wanted to um, go against the Pope. We resulted in an English prayer set in churches instead of Latin. Okay? So, that. Now, next one. Now, in there, I know you're going to ask this as well. This is what people ask as well. May as well answer it now. Now, we say um, trespasses. 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 I don't show you. Uh, show you. I should not put the answer there. Trespasses. Um, um, now, if you turn to Matthew. Matthew, please. Matthew chapter 6. If you look here, you will, you will see the word trespass is, is not trespass. After this manner, then he says, um, forgive us our debts as we, forget, as, as we forgive our debtors. All right? Debt and debtors. Then, um, anyway, this is the account we use. So, it's not sin. Sin was used. Forgive us our sin. Sin was used in the Luke account. Correct? Maybe I can scroll for you and you can see it up here. All right? So, Matthew account is debts. Luke account is forgive um, our sins, and then it's so indebted. So, why we, do we say forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us? Okay, if I ask anyone, I know it's a random guess. Isaac. Okay, because look at verse 14. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So Christ used the word trespasses in verse 14. Okay, so, and it, he's elaborating verse 12. And we forgive us debts, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, so, as people trace, okay. Now, Some of it, now, now most of in older English versions of the Lord's Prayer will use the term trespasses, including King Henry VIII's prayer book. Now, as early as the 3rd century, Oregon of um, Alexandra, he used the word trespasses. The Greek word is paraptomata in, the, in, the, in prayer. Now, maybe, and this is what most people guess, why trespass is used. Because in, in Christ's elaboration, he used the word trespass. And that is, especially when it's said all the time, commonly, um, it may not express so clearly, although yes, the word means, that means what we owe to God, sin is what we owe to God, all right? Um, may not, may just have a connotation of, of money, financial debt, all right? When Christ explained that it's about sin, trespasses. So since it's publicly said all the time, 
there'll be some uneducated people. Um, they don't want people to keep thinking that it's about money, it's, it's about sin. So then the public prayer, they use the word that Christ used, trespasses. Because this is not a mantra, right? This is not, well, you, you say one, one word wrong and then, oh, you, you missed it, that God won't accept your prayer, right? This is, this is the meaning of the prayer. So they use that word. So the next time you think, oh, why do we say trespasses? But Matthew, although we use the Matthew version, Matthew is dead, why do we say trespasses? Well, it was changed um, for the public prayer. That is what we know. That is what we know. Um, now, so that is another reason. Now, of course, then there is um, other differences. Other differences, just in case you come across, then you ask. Now, in King Henry's 1543 um, version, and let us not be led into temptation. Let us not be led into temptation. And then um, later on, it became, and lead us not into temptation. It's not my spelling error, all right? That is how they spelled those words in English in those days, all right? Roman Catholic, they have, do not let us fall into temptation. What we use and lead us not into temptation. So there are all these differences as well. Besides, besides um, trespasses, there's also this part. Don't wonder about these things. The important thing is you, you know what it means. Um, it is not, God is not saying you must say identical word for word, um, um, but rather the, it must encapsulate these parts, this meaning as close as possible. You want to say the words, yeah, but the meanings, all right? So there are differences there as well from the Matthew 6 version compared to what we say every Sunday. Now, but one big change. What do you think is another big one that eh, is different? Anyone notice? Um, Julius, what is another big one that is missing? Very good. The doxology. The doxology. Now, I mentioned in the beginning, some, some they don't have the doxology part. Now the question is why? The question is why? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Now why do you think so? Why do you think so? Because the reality is this, huh? please know. Um, by and large in their mind, they are also intending to use Matthew chapter 6. I say this again. Huh? By and large in their mind, when they exclude it, it's not, because, not so much because they're using Luke chapter 11. Not so much that. They are intending to use Matthew chapter 6, but they leave out the doxology. Do you understand what I'm saying? By and large, they actually mean to use Matthew chapter 6, but they leave out the doxology. Why do you think they do that? Ask a very young one, all right? Try and, try and think. Uh, who else? Heaven, uh, uh, CP, all right? Not young, no more young ones. All right, CP. Why? Hazel? Say again? They don't want to give glory to God. Wow, so strong. Michelle? <laughs> right, the king wanted the glory. Hey, 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 thine is the glory, no good. Mine is the glory. Right? Mine is the glory, not thine. Mine is the glory. So, since you don't say that, don't say. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, last one. 
last one, maybe ask daddies, all right? Uh, pay. Don't know. Can't guess. She'll be quite straightforward. Um, Jonathan. Jonathan is back. Oh, no. Oh, then Nathan. Last one, quickly. Nathan. Really? Um, okay, maybe this person will know. Sylvia. Part of a longer prayer. Part of longer prayer, no. We had a long conversation about this recently. Now, so why is it different? We covered that. How did this? We covered this. Now, first and foremost, let's talk about how it gradually became more complete. All right? How it gradually became more complete. The doxology is missing. Doxology is missing. Now, the doxology was made uh, complete. Now, during the reign of Elizabeth I and the resurgence of the writ of, of the Church of England from any Catholic vestiges, the Lord's Prayer was changed to include the doxology. Now, this I take from um, a website who added the doxology. All right? So they say because of Elizabeth's reign, they say, oh, wow, all this king name, queen's name, oh, I'm confused. So I use picture, all right? This picture, okay? So, whether they really look like that, I don't know. All right? If they look like that, I don't know. Whether people are trying to make fun of them, I don't know. <laughs> look quite funny. All right? So, now we have King Henry. We have King Henry that we talked about. He started the Anglican Church, King Henry VIII. All right? He started the Anglican Church. Then in between, we have Edward, um, the, the sixth. And then, now, remember King Henry's time, things were kind of reforming, more pro towards Protestant more towards Protestantism. But then we have Mary the First. Mary the First. She's called Bloody Mary, all right? Why do you think she's called Bloody Mary? Why do you think so? Uh, try Matthew. She killed lots of people. You guess or you know? Guess. <laughs> all right, good guess. All right, good guess. Now, he killed many of the reformers. Right? That's why she, she, she martyred a lot of them, killed a lot of them. So she was known in history to be Bloody Mary. Now, remember, England was becoming more leaning towards the, the, the reformers' beliefs. Now, so, so Henry's um, spiritual leaders, they got influenced by the reformers, and then they began to take on their theology. Now, when Mary came on board, she killed these people. Now, Cranmer, remember Cranmer? I mentioned Cranmer. Cranmer was one of the top men, top spiritual leader for Henry. Now, you remember Cranmer was one of the martyrs where, where he was told by Mary, now, if you don't recant, it means you don't renounce the Protestant faith, I will kill you, right? So, he renounced, he signed. He signed and said, I renounce. Now, anyway, she didn't keep her promise. She said, I will kill you anyway. <laughs> I will kill you anyway. That's Bloody Mary, right? I will kill you anyway. Now, and, and he, he really um, um, regretted his decision, not so much because he was going to die, but he realized that he, he had denied his Lord. And, and he actually burned his own hand. He put his hand into the fire first and let it burn. And said, this hand, this is the hand that betrayed my God. Now, that is how they feel about God and his truth. How can we sin? Right, without thinking like him. So he burned his hand and he was burned to death, all right, later. Now, so that is Bloody Mary. So kill a lot of people. Now then, 
Elizabeth the first, not H1, okay? Elizabeth the first, God, didn't wrap over. Elizabeth the first. Now she took over. Now she, she is Protestant, Protestant in, in beliefs. Now then she took over and she began to reform things, reform things. And then we have, well, famous King James, right? Where we get King James Bible, 1611, right? 1611, if you look at that, the date, so King James. And then we have Charles and so on. And fine. So Elizabeth basically restored many of the things and they said the, the prayer in English and they included um, um, all these things. Now then, over time, by the time 1662, the one that we, we say, 1662 under Charles II, now the 1662 Book of Common Prayer was put in place and that officially had the doxology in there. Okay, so can you remember? I hope you're not confused, all right? Maybe I'll ask. Gracia, can follow? I hope so. <laughs> now, so this is a sequence of events. How we got the English version, then how we got it into the book formally with, with the doxology. So with that, you should be able to guess already why, although um, it's in Matthew chapter 6, but yet, but yet, all right? Like in the past, the Roman Catholic, they were not included. Why? Come on, this is very obvious now. Han. The Roman Catholic Church did not follow what? Did not follow the progression. Well, they, 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 they were going along, they've, they've watched it very closely, but they would not include it. It's not so much about the progression. Okay, last one. Yichung, you were though. They believe they're head of the church? Oh, okay. Five more minutes. Now, remember who were among the people that introduced textual criticism and higher criticism? Remember, there were many texts. And then there is the receptors, textus receptors, right? The, the text that underlines, underlies the 1611 King James Version, correct? The underlying text was the textus receptors. The Roman Catholics were one of those, if not the people that used the Jesuit priests to infiltrate Bible colleges because they knew that it's the Bible that is causing this problem. Right? If they don't read it, they don't know we can teach anything. Now, they needed to corrupt the Bible. So they introduced this whole idea of textual criticism. Then you know what happened next. They would use the corrupt text. Today, the reason why there are so much confusion about well, which version, what, 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 and all that, is they want to, con in, in, they want to introduce this confusion into Christianity. Then sooner or later, ah, don't read the Bible. Listen to the Pope, that's better, right? So, now, because the Roman Catholic Church, now, they themselves would, would want to use the corrupt text. So, even though they may use um, Matthew chapter 6 as the prayer, for them, all right, one of the things about the text is this. The King James Version has the doxology because it's in the, the majority text, is in the textus receptus. So the reformers say, it is in the text. We put it there, and therefore we will include it. 
we will include it because it is in the original. But um, if, please remember, all these are not typos. Right? This is how they spelled things back then. So Latin Vulgate, Roman Catholic. Latin Vulgate would not have it. All right? Douay Rim, Catholic Bible would not have it. Why? Because they want people to think it is not there. The original text do not have it. Of course, they don't have it because it's the corrupt text. New American Standard Bible do not, does not have it because they also believe in the corrupt text. They rather use the corrupt text, but they will put editorial note. Well, you can add this if you want to. NIV does not have it. ESV does not have it. Christians, please don't take not using um, the King James Bible, using other versions. I don't mind joining any church. Use any version. This is one of the things that you must in your heart, like Cranmer, I, I would rather die than to deny the Word of God. Don't, don't just join, I just join whatever church. They use whatever Bible is fine. I read whatever Bible at home is fine. Now, this is a master plan of Satan. Yes, some of you guess. Doesn't want to give glory to God. No, I fully believe in that. Satan will know that this prayer will be said throughout the world for centuries. And it ends, it begins with the glory of God and it ends with even more emphasis on the glory of God. I don't want people to say that. All right? So not the king, huh? Satan. Right? He wouldn't want that. He would remove that to make sure of that. So now because of that, we have the doxology. Now we... The textual, textual evidence means um, we find witnesses, all right, in hard copies. Um, the Greek ancials, these are Greek, certain way of writing, right? So the original um, Greek um, written uh, documents, lectionaries, written, copied Bibles, ancient translations, um, quoted by early church fathers. So in the Dake as well, we say the first century BBK books had it, included it. All right? So all these evidences shows that this doxology in Matthew chapter 6 really existed. But Satan wants to erase it using the versions. Very sad. This is taken from last night, so it's not something old. Today, and this statement about the Lord's Prayer from the Church of England... Today, the Church of England states, the final sentence giving glory to God is called the doxology. It is not part of the New Testament text, but was added very early on. The Lord's Prayer is occasionally said without it. This is the Church of England today. If you are part, if you think the Anglican Church is fine, well, think again. So, God used, God used, all right, the sinful desire of Henry to start the Reformation in English, in England, all right? And to, through all that history, all right, through all the things that happened, by the time Elizabeth took over from Mary, she wanted to make sure very clearly, I want to make Protestantism very distinct and clear from the Roman Catholic Church, including the Bible text. We will use this Bible text. And of course, then King James took over and King James wanted to make sure you only use this text. That is what it is. All right? So this is how we get all these changes. Now, so they say this. 
Well, Christians living in the eastern half of the Roman Catholic, Catholic Roman Empire, they say people added it to the Bible. When copying the scriptures, Greek scribes sometimes appended the doxology into the original gospel text. They say it was appended. Official Catholic Bibles include the Val, including Vulgate, Douay Rheims, and Confraternity Edition and the New American Standard never included this doxology. Take the glory away from God. So please take this seriously. Now what a spiritual lesson and then we close. I have no time to ask you, so I will say. Actually, maybe I'll ask uh, quickly. Eugene, take it Eugene. Don't add and don't subtract from God's word. All right? Every time you say the doxology, please know people died for it. Don't take it lightly. Read New American Standard and then say doxology. It is ridiculous. Number one. Now, number two. Um, it is not so much about is it this word or is it that word? All right? It is the spirit of the prayer. Know the meaning, in other words. So, young ones, know what you are praying. Understand it. We covered it in BBK. Understand what you're praying and mean it. Adults, likewise. Now, the next one is God worked through history to preserve his word for his church. Amazing. Through the sin of one man resulted in his, his spiritual leaders working with the reformers and then getting the text, the text correct and then solidifying it by, by Queen Elizabeth in the prayer book and said around the world today. Satan will always use textual criticism to steal glory from God. The Bible, the Bible version is always about the glory of God. Please remember that. Just this alone should make you very, very angry at this modern version. Let us pray.